Welcome to Stuff You Missed in History Class, a production of iHeartRadio. Hello and happy Friday. I'm Tracy V. Wilson. And I'm Holly Fry. And uh, we had our unearthed to close out the year 2021 uh, as this week's episodes. Um, I wrote the vast majority of them before taking off work for the holidays. And uh, as I alluded to at the beginning of part one, when I made that plan, I really didn't think we had January 3rd off as a company holiday. Once I found out that we had January 3rd off as a company holiday, I, it, was, it was too late to revisit my schedule plan. And I also did not want to work on my free day off that I didn't know I had. And so that is why... I was going through all of my RSS stuff, and more importantly, the things I emailed to myself over the break. Because whenever I saw something that really grabbed my attention, I would send, I would just email myself the news article to look at when I got back to work. Something I emailed myself that I did not put in uh, is there was an article in the Skeptical Inquirer uh, that named the person that the author believed was uh, Roland Doe from the Exorcist case. And I had originally typed up a thing to include in here, uh, but I was checking with you, Holly, who researched that episode of the show about whether this was actually new information. And it does not appear that it was. Like, it's got a lot of news coverage as though this was newly revealed But when I went to, like, do some fact-checking, I found a lot of stuff dating back to, like, five years ago and ten years ago and longer ago, naming the same person. Uh, I think you you and I talked about it, and and you had not gotten into that specific in the Exorcist episode because this person still has living kin. Right. This is a, I mean, a sensitive thing for a family, I would imagine. Right. We don't want to harm people with our podcast. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and so uh, when I realized that, I took that part out. Something that I found uh, real frustrating when I was doing the research, um, we've had various things that we've talked about in the past, few installments of Unearthed, uh, that have been work that has, uh, like, confirmed Indigenous nations' oral histories with the Indigenous nations themselves being part of the research, involved in the research. And the the one that was about the catching salmon and, and intentionally keeping only the male salmon and returning the females to the water and how that had been really important to maintaining the salmon populations brought up a conversation I'd had with a friend of mine about how when Europeans arrived in North America, a lot of people were like, wow, this is an amazing, bountiful land full of bounty. And it that didn't randomly happen. That was because indigenous people had been stewarding the land and practicing husbandry and agriculture for all of that time beforehand uh, and it just, it was a particular find that made me real frustrated. <laughs> yes. Because uh, it is just, a, like, one specific example of that whole pattern. Yeah, it's a, a a good example, not in that it is a good happening, but it's a good example in that it it makes it very clear. That quote that you included that I read really does 
put it in sharp contrast of Mm -hmm. this worked just fine and even very, very successfully for a long time, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years, and you destroyed it in 150. Like, that's... Yeah. uh, It's... You can't get much clearer than that. No, and it's so relevant to so many things that we've talked about on the podcast recently in terms of previous installments of Unearthed when we've talked about uh, practices that, that had been used on the land and the water and the animals um, to be sustainable, then then also things that were more directly um, about sort of the extraction and exploitation of the land, like the Ida Tarbell versus John D. Rockefeller episode. Kind of pulled all of that together. I enjoy working on these episodes. I've said that before. Working on it, getting 90% of it done, and then taking two weeks off and jumping in Tuesday morning, I was like, I don't, who wrote this? (laughs) That happens to me all the time. I I do feel compelled to tell you the story. You mentioned that you had not initially realized we were off on the third. Mm -hmm. Um, Many of our coworkers didn't realize that at all. And I had tweeted late Sunday night that the next day, the third, was a holiday and mm-hmm. I, we had several of our coworkers reply. And they were like, wait, we're off tomorrow? We're and off, then yeah. a bunch more had DM'd me and been like, are we really off tomorrow? This wasn't secret information. It had been sent out. But I think it the link to our new holiday thing had happened late when a lot of people yeah. had already left for the year. And so <laughs> yeah. I wonder how many people worked yesterday. Yeah. And because it because it fell on a weekend... I know there were a lot of people who normally have New Year's Day off as a holiday who didn't because it fell on a weekend. Uh, like, my spouse didn't have it as a holiday and took it as a day of vacation because he was like, I feel like I didn't get my holiday because it yeah. fell on the weekend. Um, so, yeah, it was a, <laughs> it was definitely not secret. Just a lot of us missed it that we were. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, it just cracked me up. Um, here's what I was most excited, and it will surprise no one in all of our unearthed stuff. Mm-hmm. That fabulous find about how now the specific dates can be pinpointed of Dutch Golden Age paintings. Oh, yeah, with the, with the <gasps> lead white. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I mean, that's like an era of painting that I am in love with. Um, so, of course, I was like, what? Now I'm very excited. I'm trying to remember where I saw a bunch of Dutch Golden Age stuff. I think it was that time that we went to New Bedford um, while I was researching the Paul Cuffey episode. I feel like that was where, I feel like there was a Dutch Golden Age exhibit um, of, like, the maritime, maritime subject matter. Right. Um, so, yeah. 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 There's a, a good amount of it at the Met. Yeah. The Louvre, of course, has everything you could ever want to look at. Um, yeah, I get completely lost in those paintings. Like the just the use of perspective and light is like magical for me. So that was very cool. I can't remember if that was an open access paper or not. If it was, I'll send it to you. You can read it the yourself. Coolest. The coolest. So uh that concludes our Friday. I know a lot of people in my life are sick right now. So many. Um, So many. If you're sick right now, if people in your family are sick, I really hope things are going as well as possible. 
Uh, I know this was an unexpected turn of events for a lot of people. So really, I I sincerely hope everybody is doing as well as they can right now. And whatever's happening on your weekend, I hope it is as good and restful as it possibly can be in these times. Uh, if you want to send us a note about anything or a history podcast at iHeartRadio.com, be here tomorrow with a Saturday classic and have some new episodes next week. Stuff You Missed in History Class is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. <laughs> 